0: Hello, and welcome to Podcasting Curious with your host, me, Galena Ravina. And my guest today is Julia Austin. Hello. Uh, I We are, as you can see, if you're watching this on the video instead of the audio, we are on my balcony right now. So there might be some nature sounds in the background of this, but that's okay. Keep um, If safe. that is something that upsets you, then... You know, you might want to meditate on that. You shouldn't be sad by nature sounds. (laughs) If you hear a helicopter and you get mad about that, that's a different story. Feel free to be mad at helicopters. They're really unnecessary. (laughs) All right. Now that I've um, set aside my uh, little disclaimer about what the noise levels might be like in this episode, um, we'll, uh, we'll get to our guest here. I'm really excited to have Julia on today. Julia, how are you?
1: I'm good. This is soothing. People pay for meditation apps that make these
0: noises. You're right. They do. Um, no hopefully there. my neighbors don't start coming out and playing and chiming in because that's definitely not on a meditation app. No, that's true.
1: <laughs> Did I, Oh, I think I posted about it on Instagram that when we were in Colorado, I realized what a city person I was when I heard just real birds chirping. And I finally was like... Who's been playing bird noises all day? And it was it was birds. It wasn't someone playing. I was like, oh, I see.
0: <laughs> it's so weird when you have that realization like, oh, I've been lacking nature. I went on a hike on Friday and it was pretty far out. It was like in Ohio, So it took a little while to get out there. You out went all the everyone. way to Ohio for a day thing? I did go all the way to Ohio for a day thing because I had Friday off of work because it was like Black Friday and I would have rather worked. Um, I prefer to not have to come up with things to do. Wait, Black Friday, it constitutes a work holiday these days? It Apparently, it did for me. Um, <laughs> I didn't want it to. I would have rather worked. Um, but if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't have tried to, like, okay, have buddy. to figure out a way to fill the day because in COVID, it's so hard to do. You're like, oh, well, I can't really hang out with anyone. So what solitary thing can I do? <laughs> so um, my friend and I went to Ojai and we were hiking up there. And I remember walking through it and going, oh, it sounds like nighttime because we were hearing all these crickets and I just didn't know crickets were like a daytime thing.
1: <laughs> I'm only used to hearing these at my outdoor comedy shows right now at nighttime. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no.
0: <laughs> so um, you are a comedian. Yes. And uh, tell me about that. Uh, Well, do you not only are you only going to have comedians on this, or are you going to have all? Kinds I'm not. Of I'm going to have all sorts of. Oh, okay. But I brought you here not not just because you're a comedian, but because you're my friend and you have interesting viewpoints. And oh, okay, I was, but I just wanted to let people know, um, in case they want to like find you after this, and that that's a good avenue.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. Um, yeah. So I'm a comedian. I've done stand up for. I mean, I kind of would have had my eight year anniversary recently, but obviously this last year has been kind of a wash because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um. And always done it out here. And that's how I know you. And used to do it like twice a night, seven nights a week. And now do it from my laptop in my bed with my dog on my lap. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, comfortable,
0: but not ideal.
1: Yeah. I also learned that you do you should wear pants to do Zoom stuff because... Like if you adjust a little bit, you don't always mm-hmm. know what your camera is going to catch. Mm. I gave people a nice eyeful of panties the other day. Did you really, <laughs> granny granny panties? Did you get busted? Like, how did you? Know no, that? I think everyone just politely. It was just like for a second where I was just like adjusting, mm-hmm. and um, and I I saw it, and then I like immediately like squatted back down, and I'm like, I know everyone saw that, but I mean, moving on. You know
0: what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> no one pointed it out. Nah,
1: I mean, what were they gonna
0: say? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, all right, so this. I'm new at this. This is episode three. <laughs> and what I'm doing with this podcast is just like having people on to talk about something that they're really passionate about and like know a lot about and just, you know, things that you're thinking about at the moment. Um, and I know when we've met before, we've had these like really incredible conversations. Like that time we were at the park, we were talking about how crazy everything is politically right now, which... I know everybody feels on a day-to-day and it it really is just like unlike any other time in our lifetime it feels like as far as division um so I know we're going to get into that today um I don't know how to transition into it smoothly <laughs> so I figured I would just bring it right up um but like tell me about your experience.
1: Yeah, um well, I feel like it's it's super unpopular today to even be willing to listen to the other side, or even, um, I heard some, I read somewhere recently, someone was saying the most, the most dangerous group, the the most threatening group to democracy isn't Republicans, but moderates. And I was so, I almost sent like shivers down my spine. If that's like a sensibility, that's picking up steam, Mm Mm-hmm. Because moderate is also another word for reasonable, so it's really a shame <laughs> that we even need to have a word for it, yeah, um, but I also think like you know everyone there's there are big groups of people on both sides mm-hmm. of politics that it seems like they get up every day. And their goal for that day is to find stories and find articles, find anecdotes that prove that the other side is pure evil, mm-hmm. just consists of terrible people that should die. <laughs> sometimes that's,
0: far, sometimes that's just how the social media posts go, right? It does like, feel like that. It feels so toxic every time I look and I see, right. like, let's say a Twitter argument and I fall down the rabbit hole of reading back and forth comments between strangers. I mean... Things are really, really vile and vicious, and it's stuff that you're like, you would never say that to the person's face.
1: No, well, not only that, but something I'll say to that in a second is, and like, for the record, I vote Democrat. You know, Mm -hmm. some people, like, the other crazy thing is, is that when I even just say that I try to listen to people that don't necessarily think like me, or that I am Mm -hmm. moderate-leaning, I get accused of being a Republican. Really? That's how extreme... It is. That's insane. Is that it's like, listen, if you don't have diehard affiliation for our side by literally villainizing the other, we will assume you're on the other side. (laughs) And it's just like, but yeah, with the thing online, people don't talk to like that. And Mm. the other thing is, is that people talk to each other online like that because they think there's no one in their life. They don't, they believe that they've created a world for themselves where there's no one in their life that they know that is on the other side. Mm. So... I actually, like, I had this interesting thing happen where, like, I used to be, you know, like, more angry, and when Trump was elected, I, like, put this post on Facebook, because my, this person I grew up with who's Mexican, he had had these guys, like, throw glass bottles at him and yell, go back to Mexico, like, right after Trump was inaugurated, and Mm -hmm. I, like, you know, I was feeling that Trump was um, triggering this, this racism and this hate, and I put this post on Facebook where I was like, you know, everyone who voted for Trump is a monster and a racist. Listen to the story that just happened. Like, mm-hmm. shame on anyone who caused this. And I was like, everyone's going to love this. <laughs> everyone's going to agree with me. And most people did.
0: But it's good intentioned,
1: Right. But the yeah. thing is, like, it was a blanket statement, right? Mm-hmm. It was a blanket statement about an entire group where I was making um, vast judgments about everyone in it because of just one thing I knew about them, which right. is who they voted for. And then this one person commented... And she was like, I voted for Trump and I have a Mexican husband. Please don't call me a racist. And I was like, "Who? am I allowed to swear on this? Yes. I was like, who the fuck is this? I was like, <laughs> how am I even friends with this? I can't believe I'm friends with this person. Because mm-hmm. I was like, you have this delusion where you're like, there's nobody that even snuck into my life that thinks the other way. Right. And then I realized this someone that I know and who I really like as a person. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I felt like so stupid and so blindsided. And I was like, oh, you can't you just because I think I'm right. Mm-hmm. Like somehow I'm, I'm not right. You know what I mean? Like, I felt so, so sure and justified in what I had written. And I, it was just kind of an eye opening moment where I was like, this person does not embody any of the terrible traits that I have decided to project on the Republicans. Mm-hmm. But she is one. And it was just kind of an eye opening moment where I was like, anytime I make one of these blanket statements, I am wrong. Anytime anyone does make Mm -hmm. a blanket statement, they are wrong. It'll never be correct because no statement can be true about millions of people.
0: True. (laughs) When you look at the reality, which is how many, what, 72 million people voted for him after everything, and it is really, really hard to look at that and accept it. Because I kind of feel the same way you do where, like, I vote Democratic, but I also would call myself closer to the middle and also try to at least listen to what other people have to say because a lot of times you discover just like, oh, I was judging everybody and and they're not prioritizing the same stuff I'm prioritizing and they don't have the same experiences I have. And another thing that like makes me have to like look at stuff and assess it differently is that we live in such a bubble in LA and everything is so really, really far left here that you forget that people in other parts of the country are just like, not being affected by things the way that we're being affected by things. And they have their own totally different reality that they're making decisions based off. Of. Yeah.
1: It's not even that they don't care about some of the things that we're worried about. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's more that it's really not a presence in their life. Right. Right. Like things like police brutality or racism issues. Mm-hmm. There are some towns where that's just not coming up because there's no crime. Yeah. There's no people of color. Honestly, there's not that many people at all. <laughs> I mean, they people. are, but they're so incredibly spread out. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like we That it just doesn't come up in their lives. Mm-hmm. And their brain is on something else. So it's not that given a situation in which that was present in their lives, that they wouldn't think the way that we think or care the right. way we care. It's more just that it's not a presence in, in their lives a of the
0: time. So did you end up um, having like... Uh, a conversation with this woman that made that comment did it lead into any kind of discussion
1: i didn't respond um and that was a very long time ago right i didn't want to respond and i think that was the right move the more correct move would have never been to make the post i made in the first place
0: yeah but i get that i mean who is it made like an emotional post on the internet and the older you get the more you're like hey, this is for me to keep to myself or for me to discuss with the people that made me feel a certain type of way. Right. I was younger. Of course, so it was, yeah, it was. I've done, done it too. I, you'd be hard pressed to find someone that didn't put out like some sort of emotional response at, at one point or another, for sure. But I'm glad that I like nipped it in the bud. Then it, should Mila be eating whatever she's <laughs> eating? She, she took a tissue, so I have really bad. <laughs> I feel like I have to bring it up because now it's going to be in the video. But I have really bad allergies, and so I brought tissues out here. Mila, her dog, is my dog is eating, eating a, tissue.
1: <laughs> a nice, a nice used one, it's not tissue. Yeah, that a girl. <laughs>
0: Mila (laughs) looking at us like, why are you judging me? (laughs) The thing is she won't actually ingest it. She's just ripping it apart, so it'll just be a mess for me to clean up later, but I don't have to worry about (laughs) (laughs) her eating it. Um, This is a total tangent, uh, as most things on podcasts are, (laughs) but I did just order a DNA test for her. Um, I've had her for 12 years, and I've been wondering the entire time what she's mixed with. And I have read... That, like, certain types of dogs, like King Charles Cavaliers or, like, little, like, long, any kind of long-eared dog, they were bred for bird hunting. Yeah, 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 totally. And dogs who tend to rip up tissues or get obsessed with, like, dryer sheets, things that remind them of birds. Oh, yeah. So that makes me think, like, oh, she's mixed with one of these bird hunting breeds because she's constantly, if she gets a hold of a tissue tissue or a dryer sheet,
1: (laughs) it's over. (laughs) So cute.
0: Uh, but anywho,
1: but anyways, a lot of people reward and applaud making like five posts like that a day.
0: They do there's certain Twitter accounts that are all just people yelling and screaming, and I'm not going to say they're all left wing or right wing. They're there's some of both, but certain accounts it feels like are just only out to scream and shout about politics and to demonize people.
1: Well, and here's the thing. I saw this um I saw this thing I don't know you know like a little quote or something and I loved it and it said the more certain you are about something the better chance you're wrong. <laughs> I love that. Which I think is true because the smartest people I've ever known have never dared to say that mm-hmm. there was a 100% certain answer to anything or a certain truth about anything mm-hmm. because then you're probably going to be wrong if you say that because it's right. just it's just it, there almost never is like one thing that is true and you you'll you'll see sometimes with people who make these posts that are just like so villainizing of the other side if someone comments just one thing that's not even mean not nasty but just bringing up like a fact mm-hmm. that goes against what they've said. They'll be like, you can just unfollow me or whatever. Or, yeah. or, oh, I see. Then you must be one of these or whatever. They're not even like engaging in the fact that's been brought
0: up. No, they won't have the discussion.
1: No, they're, it's like their world is just like can't handle people that like challenge their beliefs. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's how people are becoming more and more is just like everyone's speaking into an echo on their Facebook page. It's all you people really are. that think just like them. <laughs>
0: yeah. I think that. And granted, this is just like my theory that I have as far as like older people and younger people and, and what kinds of associations they have. But I feel like we search for information differently or we're like getting information differently because younger people, I feel like get everything from multiple social media sites mm-hmm. versus like our parents. I can only speak for myself, but like my parents will just find information on Facebook because that's the only one they really use. Mm. And I'm like, oh, you're just only getting information on Facebook. That's not good. You should probably uh, expand your searches a little more.
1: Well, it's like also bad that any of us are only getting it from social media. But also, mm-hmm. the news is no damn help. The news is no damn help, help at all. At all. No. I feel like when Nick and I, um, we my husband and I we alternate. Some we mostly watch CNN, mm-hmm. but sometimes we sometimes it'll just be like. Don Lemon lays it on so thick. He does. Where it's just like fucking (laughs) theatrics Mm -hmm. where he'll just hit these words that he drags out like looking into the camera like it's like fucking Shakespearean. Mm -hmm. I'm like, relax, okay? Just, you know, it's like a little... Sometimes I can't handle them. I just wonder what the other side's saying. So we go to Mm -hmm. Fox. And then, of course, it's like no better over there. And it's like... I'm like, I just... I can feel this narrative being pushed on me. And I'm like, will someone just tell me the truth? Yeah. And...
0: The whole truth, because someone just tell me the whole truth, please. Right, like, and it's just it's hard to none of those channels you mentioned ever really give both arguments. They just give their preferred argument in their preferred bias, and it's like I'm not even going to necessarily say that. Let's take CNN for example. That everything CNN says is wrong. It could be that they're giving accurate information, but they're like lying by omission because they're not giving you other stuff. Not the whole truth. Yes. Yeah. It's not the whole truth. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. because I don't think the truth in any situation is going to fit one narrative, period.
1: And also, I will also say that journalists don't have access to the whole truth most Mm -hmm. of the time either. So it's not necessarily like uh, their fault. But what I am saying is it's very, very, very hard to know the whole truth. Even the people we're supposed to rely on, even the people who are supposed to have insider sources like Mm -hmm. CNN journalists... They can't access the whole truth or the truth they receive is filtered, right? Because you have publicists and everyone making decisions in the White House by the time we, like, gets out. And so that's why when we make these, like, villainizing blanket statements about groups of people online, it's by the time we've received a piece of news that has been filtered, cut up, edited, like, thrown through a goddamn blender, like, by the time that we get it.
0: and. Chopped down to fit like the Twitter two hundred and eighty words or whatever the limit is. Mm,
1: yeah, yeah, and it and it the headlines like I mean it's just spun in a way that's supposed to make you like feel a certain way, mm-hmm. and you assume it's true. Like a headline, you assume is true. You don't. A lot of people don't even like read into the specifics of like no, what's in they the article. don't. They
0: see headlines and then they don't open it and then they just pass it around. And I wonder, like. I don't know. I don't remember everything I've done. So I hope that I've never done that in the past. But I could understand how it happens. Because I know that I've like seen headlines and been like, Oh, my God, this is going on. What? That's crazy. And then like didn't click on the actual article to read into it. And then probably went and like shared whatever headline I read with somebody else. Sure.
1: Or even if you did, you only read that article. You didn't uh, didn't didn't check it it or see if what anyone else had to say about it. Exactly. Yeah. But, I mean, I think, like, a big thing that's been on my mind lately about all the hate going on from one side to the other is my question is always, like, what's the end game, right? Right. So, like, for example, sometimes like, if, we t- if we talk about Democrats and Republicans as two people that are dating, mm-hmm. and sometimes you would know a couple and they're always fighting. They're always, always fighting. And when you talk to either one of them, they're obsessed with talking to you about why the other person's wrong, mm-hmm. what they did wrong, why they're a piece of shit. And you're sitting there thinking the bigger picture here is where is all this fighting going to take you? It shouldn't be like, I mean, yes, you have to talk about the issues, but it's like you have to get to a point where it's like the issue isn't, okay, today's problem, today's argument, who was right? It is if you're in a position where you're like constantly just your whole goal is to prove the other person is a piece of shit. Mm -hmm. What's the end game? Like in those situations, there is an actual end game, which is like, you should break up. You know what I mean? Right. Um, But in like this case, everyone seems so dead set on proving that the other side, not every, not everyone. I'm trying to not say blanket statements. Large groups (laughs) are so intent on proving that the other side is just evil. Nothing good about them. Mm -hmm. All think certain ways. All have the same agenda and it's bad. Here's the thing. It's impossible to ever prove that, but like, they want to. And what if they did? What if there was some like all knowing power that we could agree was the judge, the judge who Mm -hmm. ends it all. And they said, you're right. uh, That side is all evil and there's nothing good about them. Okay. So what? They're still here. Right. So what do we get out of? What's the, what are we going to do? Assassinate them all? They're here. We have to learn to live together because we're not going anywhere. We're not
0: going anywhere. I (laughs) I love the married couple analogy. I've never heard that. Or they don't even have to be married, but just the couple. And I just thought about it today. I I, I, I love that. That's so good because that's what the country is. It's like both people live here. Yeah. Unless we go to civil war, what answer is there other than to try to find common ground? And right. What I always think about that, like, kind of breaks my heart and. It's not like I haven't participated in being so crazy angry and making blanket statements about the other side either. But at the end of the day, I think that, like, every human on Earth wants to feel safe, wants to feel like they can succeed, and they want those same things for their families. And it's like, regardless of what your beliefs are, I'm pretty sure everyone wants those things, right? Right. It's just that people find different paths to how they think they're going to get those things, But if we just start recognizing that we all want the same things, it doesn't have to be this way. Wouldn't it be less painful? Or do you think on some level people enjoy the drama? Oh, absolutely.
1: Some people enjoy the drama. Let me tell you something. Most of the people I know who their whole social media page is like five posts a day about mm-hmm. how the other side should just like die and burn in hell and whatever. These are people that I know to have anger issues where if it's not this, they're mad about something else all the right. time. Right. Very true. Yeah, I think politics has also just kind of become like an outlet for people who have anger issues in, in general.
0: A lot of yeah, times. I bet it has. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because um, there's no sports right now either. So do you think people are like <laughs> taking all of their sports energy and putting it into that? <laughs> 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 maybe but maybe that's what it is it's just <laughs> sunday
1: drink a six-pack who am i kidding a 30-pack and yeah, right. just get online and yell
0: mm-hmm. can't yell at the tv <laughs> i don't know <laughs> it's like become and there's it's hard to say that it's like one thing that made it so crazy this year and, and we're recording this past the election it's over that was such like a strenuous time and everything was so charged before that but like it's not really that much less charged after it. it It still feels like there's a lot of chaos,
1: well, and I mean, of course, then like the side that's like won the election is it just brings us a lot of like nan na na no, nah, nah, we mm-hmm. won so you're wrong or everything it's just like not it's not like <laughs> it's just not useful it's It's really not useful, and um the other thing I will say is like, look, of course uh, Stereotypes exist for a reason, which is at some point somebody met someone from a group that was a certain way, right? Yeah. So somebody exists that is this picture that's been painted. Somebody, and maybe several somebodies, right? Mm -hmm. Um. So I, you know, I'm aware of the things that people say about the left side and about the right side, and there are some people that meet those descriptions, whatever it is, right? But it's then there's a bunch that don't, right? right? There's a bunch who are like, you know, there's a bunch of like, um, a like there's a bunch of uh people who really uh root for the economy who are democrats there's a bunch of republicans who are not homophobic or racist or do you know what i mean right. like there are like um reasonable people on both sides who are willing to have some conversations with the other the problem exists with the groups who are like no all of you are this or that mm-hmm. and then the reasonable people on either side see these terrible things being said about them that aren't true by the other side
0: and of course it makes them feel like well I don't want to have a conversation anymore right like now the people that are in the reasonable group and the let's come together group kind of just feel left out and completely pushed out of the conversation to where it's like I don't even want to participate because I'm going to get ostracized Joe Rogan said it
1: on one of his podcasts where there's like there's always people in every group that make the group look bad yes right every group you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like those women who had a funeral for all men at the Lyric recently (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> fuck that shit is oh my god <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah. that's the thing where it's like that's why men are like women are insane and i'm like uh i mean we're not all but this is not good for our case this is not good no. <laughs>
0: for all men that that's a different kind of level of hurt of like who hurt you dad wasn't there maybe your brother was mean what happened maybe some somebody cheated on you at some point it's like oh the whole gender is a nightmare
1: right but also, like, there are certain groups that it's become acceptable to hate, right? Like, white men can't catch a fucking break right now. Yeah. Um Men in general, like, to some extent, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what we call Karens. Um, it's, uh, this is my husband's term, but he has said the whole trend is just, you can hate, you just have to hate in the right direction.
0: Yeah, honestly. But that, who's that helping?
1: It's not. It's not helping. It's not helping anyone, and it's like, And it's so not helping anyone, including, like, um, marginalized groups that are hateful of groups that have generally been privileged and generally had things easier Mm -hmm. for them. The reason it's not helpful is that there comes a day when, no matter how great your half-hour stand-up special that is all about how terrible straight white men is, Mm -hmm. no matter how great that set is, there's going to come a day when a handful of straight white men have something to say about your next career move. Yeah. And absolutely. sure, they can try to be objective, but they're also like, uh, I don't know, you seem to hate us, so why do you want us to cast you in this? Right. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. or whatever. People Don't think
0: about like, that far in the future, though. They're like, this is the thing that's going to be popular today with this group of people. And yeah. it, it's back to that echo chamber of like, oh, well, Twitter's going to love it if I just say all white men are evil. And it's like, yeah, Twitter's going to love it. But then what happens when... Those are the people you have to work with the next day.
1: And it's not to say that we can't have a sense of humor about ourselves. I make yeah. jokes about when I have my Karen moments. Of it's course. not but but we also have to be realistic of what we're asking of people. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be martyrs who are going to bend over and whip themselves because that's the sensibility that's popular right now. You know what I right. mean? Like, and
0: they might not even be the people that were actually doing anything horrific in the first place. No, like, I'm saying it's your yeah. husband is a perfect example. Like for sure, one of the kindest, most gentle people ever. Like you do not get to put him in a category with every white straight man. It's like, no, you have to look at the individual.
1: No, for sure. And there also comes a point where even the ones who aren't the problem, they still are not going to be so self-hating that they're going to want to work with hire or support in any way someone who has uh, said so many terrible things about their group. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like there is there's a, there has to be a limit on what we're asking people where it's like we want to be like, well they they should just know that everything I say about them is true and some of them are like, no, it's not true about me. So I like, I don't really want to like work with you if you're going to be just
0: saying like every yeah, look, my, I just my all day every day with you in the writer's room is going to be this shit like all right. day <laughs> you know what i mean or whatever it is like yeah i mean i would feel if someone came out and was like oh every white woman from ukraine is like just such a nightmare and will like lie to you and cheat you and stuff. I would be like, Hey, 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 no, I fit that category, but that's not true.
1: Yeah. It's always the thing is like, it's always comfortable when we're speaking to a group or speaking into Mm -hmm. the void that is Facebook, but it's a very different thing when that person is standing in front of an individual who is part of that group. And that individual does not fit the description that they said.
0: Yeah, exactly. And then it's uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) And people are just not coming face to face with that uncomfortable moment because you're right. They're saying it all online.
1: Yeah. Or in their stand up bids. And, and it's mm-hmm. interesting because like, I've had some of those like, uh, moments with some of my bits, where they were about groups or types of people, even even just like, you know, just like a joke about a Beverly Hills woman who drives a BMW and has all the lip injections or whatever. Yeah, it's one thing to say that at the comedy store to a room of 200 people. It's another to do that at a small uh, restaurant show with 20 people and eight of them are the women that's in the fit. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Very true. And suddenly it's just like, yo, they didn't pay $20 for this ticket and $15 for that drink and $40 for that entree for me Mm -hmm. to talk about them like that. (laughs) And that's not... And we still need... We need to be able to make jokes. We need to be able... But I'm just saying, it's just an interesting thing that has happened where speaking to a large group Mm -hmm. where I didn't have to look anyone in the eye to bring that bit to a small room... Was like, oh,
0: I'm not going to do that bit tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have to make conscious choices. And a lot of comedians that are in that sphere of making generalizations and just tr- like trying to, you know, punch up to these powerful, you know, privileged classes. It's like at the end of the day, they're probably not looking those people in the eye. And they probably don't have, like you had backup jokes, I'm sure in that moment, but some comedian, let's say that only has jokes like that. What are they going to do in that situation? They can't pivot. They've only got this like hateful material, basically. I've been in shows where that was the case and it was so uncomfortable. Oh yeah. I think I've seen that too. And it's like, oh no, you should have just come up with some regular old material that everybody can relate to that doesn't make any group of people feel bad.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that's not all, look, part of the way you're going to get, big ever is if you if you stand for something right mm-hmm. like like i said even like being some people think like oh moderates just they don't want to pick a side trust me we've picked a side by being moderate i have sh- really- i have so much shit said to me about being a moderate mm-hmm. do you know what i mean if anything like you know what uh both you know what republicans and, and democrats agree on that they don't like moderates <laughs> like <laughs> you know what i mean like we might yeah. be like the most hated group of all <laughs> um I don't know where I was going with that. All I was saying is, like, you do have to stand for something. You shouldn't be afraid to stand for the things you stand for. But kind of takes me back to the thing of, like, are you standing for something good or are you just spewing hate? Like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I think, and I will give this a shout-out to her, Kadi Asad is, like, so good with, like, her activism videos. Because, like, I never see anger out of her. I never mm-hmm. see her just, like, saying hateful things about anyone. She just wants to talk about the good thing that she wants to have happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But it's not like, oh, let's just completely make these people look stupid or make these people feel bad or whatever. It's like she has her thing that she cares about, and that's what she promotes.
0: And that's what you want to see more of. And I wish I had, like, more good examples to add to that of people that just go out of their way to, like, really hold up a cause and be like, this is great without villainizing anybody when it's so so doable.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's true. There's always a way you have to, like... I mean, you have to think about the way people want to be talked to, right? If you ever, if you, that this is why when people are just like, say such terrible things about certain groups, I genuinely believe they don't care about converting them to their way of thinking even. They just want them to feel like shit and even Mm -hmm. just stay on their side. Yeah. It almost seems like that's a sensibility. It's like, you're terrible, stay on your side. Yeah. It's not, hey, here are some problems that could occur with the way you do things. Can we talk about it? Maybe I can encourage you to think about things my way or see things a different way. It's more just like, yo, fuck you. You suck. Stand on your side. Yeah. That's like what it is. Um, What was I? Well, oh yeah. Like a great example is um, uh, people buying uh, breeder dogs, right? Yeah. Like uh, I'm an advocate for dog rescue. um, But sometimes I'll see people just writing these long like grants, just saying, just villainizing people who buy, Breeder dogs, and a you don't know everything about them, right? For example, there's a couple I used to dog sit for. All their dogs are breeder dogs. They also donate like tens of thousands of dollars to dog rescues every year. (laughs) Ironic that they don't rescue a dog, but like also, do you know what I mean? Not a piece of information you don't always know about, and like, um, like I guess what I mean is like if you want to convert those people. To adopting dogs, you're not going to do it by just like let- telling them that they're all pieces of shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like
0: how is that going to happen? <laughs> that's such a good point because that goes into the political thing so much. Like you're not going to convince anybody on the other side of you politically that they should like take a look at your beliefs and get over on your side by being like you're an asshole, you're racist, you're this, you're dumb, you're right. stupid, whatever. Like how has that that persuasion doesn't work? For anyone, ever.
1: No, no one's like, oh, yeah, I love being spoken to like this. Would love to hear more of what yeah. you have to say. Like, no, I don't want even- <laughs> to hear anyone talk to me like that. Um, is it Judith Shelton? That's a comedian, right?
0: I don't know, but I'll take oh, her word for it.
1: I think so. It, as a comedian, I want to I want to give her to the right credit. But she put this really great thing I loved online. And at first, it sounds like it's um, like, oh, she's being sarcastic. but But she's mm-hmm. not. And shes it's, like, this whole list of things where she's, like, hey, to all the people who advocate for dog rescues but eat animal meat, like, thank you. To all the people who advocate for saving the planet but still buy plastic bottles, thank you. And it's this whole list of things where she's and, – and, she's, and she kind of ends it by saying, like, the whole point of it is, like, that nobody's perfect, and a lot of times you see someone do one thing, and you're just like, well, you're terrible. And you don't know about like the good things that like they're doing. Ooh. Or on the flip side, oh, there's a little rat next to you, just so you know. Okay, we got a... <laughs> oh, this thing is active. Hello. Hello. <laughs> uh, the point of the thing that she had posted was sometimes people, like, for example, who are advocating for dog mm-hmm. rescue vegans will be like, you don't care about animals you eat meat, right? Yeah, which is so unfair. Right, or people who are advocating for the environment, people Mm -hmm. are like, well do you buy this stuff or do you use this stuff so you don't care about the environment what good is that doing? They were trying to do a good thing. Right. Yes. Maybe they're not doing all the good they can do.
0: Nobody's perfect. Right. the people that critique them are absolutely doing their own stuff wrong. too. Always. But they're never going to come out and be like, here's what I do wrong. A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Well, they just did a they're wrong just- thing
1: there by discouraging someone who was trying to do a good thing. Right. Right. Now, the best you might have done is just make that person go, well, screw it. I guess I won't advocate for dog rescue since apparently I'm doing no good either way based yeah. on what they just said. And now you just you just took away the good thing. Right. You, you know what I mean? You didn't turn them into a vegan by saying that.
0: No. You just made them stop. You know what I mean? Like- <laughs> and it's never people, like, again, nobody's perfect. So it's not, like, the people that are going around critiquing someone who advocates for animal rescue but, like, still eats meat. The vegan, I'm sure, does other things wrong. That they're not going to like come out and point to themselves and be like, here's what I can do better. You, you never see those right. posts from those people of like, here's a list of what I can do better. It's always yeah. just an attack on somebody else. It's very rare that people who point out what others can do better are self-aware enough to know what they should be doing better. Yeah. <laughs> and they never post about it. No. They're always so quick to post about what everybody else is doing wrong, but nobody's ever like, here's what I'm doing wrong. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Boy. <laughs> Some mess out there right now. <laughs> it is a mess um do you like have you had situations come up for you where you've like specifically gotten yelled at or ostracized for being moderate
1: um not me specifically but i see what's out there yeah uh so i have seen a lot of things on social media speaking badly of moderates where it's like i literally hilariously feel like i have to like come out as a moderate i'm like i hope you can all <laughs> i hope you can all still accept me um <laughs> i don't want to live in the closet anymore about this yes. um i don't hate i don't blindly hate republicans i hope i hope that my side uh can still accept i don't even want to say my side i hate that there has to be sides but like right. you know what i mean i'm just like i don't blindly hate the other side like do I still have a place on my side or
0: am I kicked out now? Like it's crazy to feel nervous about making that statement, but I get it. I would be nervous to say it too. i try not to even get into it too, too much online. So people don't like dig it up later and point it out and hold it against me. Nobody,
1: nobody likes when you, when you like poke holes in their arguments or when you just right. point out that they're taking something too far. No, nobody likes that like you
0: you just get like so just like eaten alive if you try to do that you do which is wild it's like what happened to just I, it's like I want to ask what happened in the middle but the middle exists but the middle feels so pushed out that like they feel like they don't have a say in it anymore which yeah. is crazy like how do we get to that point
1: right right well it's it's kind of just like it's not it's at the middle the The extreme sides have gone so far to their sides that the middle has never felt further away from everyone else. You know what I mean? So,
0: yeah. It's so nice that dogs don't believe in politics. They don't know any of
1: this. (laughs) They don't vote. They have their own strong opinions about everyone. People wearing hats, people on skateboards. (laughs) These are evil people, aren't they?
0: (laughs) Yes. Yes. We'll make that statement. (laughs) Everyone on a skateboard bothers my dog. I'll make that blanket statement.
1: (laughs) Anyone who doesn't squat down and speak in a baby voice to my dog instantly upon meeting her is a problem.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. I'll I'll put that out there. I'll hold that uh, to my name. But that's the other thing is like, I'm trying to think of a good example, but there's been things where like, i Figured out that something was wrong after I like listened to more information. Oh, I know. So after the Brianna Taylor thing happened, so I listened to the New York Times podcast all the time, and they had done like a really good. Nick loves depth. their podcast too. It's great. The yeah. Daily, I love them. Shout you guys, out to the Daily. daily. <laughs> <laughs> but they were had like a couple episodes where they just like really in depth talked about what had happened there. And a lot of what I was seeing on the internet was like anger towards the cops saying that they were at the wrong house. And then what the New York Times story revealed was that they did mean to come to her place because they thought her ex-boyfriend would be there. So all of that, like myself included, assuming that, oh, all I see on Twitter is that they were at the wrong house. They were at the wrong house. So that's what I've been like getting mad about and screaming and yelling and like just learning that they weren't at the right house or that they were rather. And then see, continuing to see people online be like they were at the wrong house. Now it's like, oh, I would like to correct you, but I'm not going to because I'm afraid of correcting you about right. this particular thing because it's so heated and it's so like sensitive. Yeah. Because of course,
1: death by pure negligence is very angering. Yeah, and which it basically still was. There is the there was negligence. It went on exactly. Right. But I think what it comes down to is like. <sighs> We have normalized withholding certain pieces of information from the public if it doesn't serve the narrative that we're pushing. Right. And we, for whatever the reason might be, it's a dangerous place to live in if we normalize withholding pieces of information from the public. It really is. Because one day it's not going to be a Breonna Taylor story. One day it's going to be everything. Mm -hmm. One day it'll be impossible to get the truth yeah. because you start in these small ways where don't tell the public this, it doesn't serve the purpose of the narrative or it's not useful. They don't need to know. Um, And maybe to some extent, sometimes it's like, sure, maybe we didn't need to know. It doesn't change anything. But we can't start a world in which someone else decides when we need to know the whole truth Mm -hmm. because like that's a really slippery
0: slope. It really is. So do you ever, like, try to write jokes about politics?
1: I tried to write a joke about feeling like I had to come out as a moderate in a similar mm-hmm. way that, like, um, gay people come out. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, it didn't it didn't land, but I also, like, only tried it twice, and I don't think I had flushed it out, per se. But mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about politics, like, that much. I'm not a political comedian. The only thing I want to talk about, is how fucking insane they've gotten yeah. at large. Do you yeah. know what
0: I mean? Absolutely. That
1: is something I'm like comfortable talking about. Um, more specific things. Mm-hmm. I'm not because, once again, I'm smart enough to know that I don't know everything. You know what I mean?
0: I love that because you <laughs> never hear that. <laughs> or, or you so rarely hear it. And you certainly don't hear it from the people that are the most vocal about it. The people that are the most vocal about politics are never like... Here's what I don't know, but here's my opinion. Blah blah blah. It's never all in the same sentence. Like there's no disclaimer of, well, I don't know at all, but I'm going to give you my hot take.
1: Right, right, right. There's never, the, there's never the insert of here are things, here's pieces of data we're still waiting on. It's like, yeah, this is what we know, and that is it, uh-huh. and this is the decision and moving forward. Like you know yep. like-
0: <laughs> Yeah, it's. Uh, I hope it gets easier. I want to believe that it's going to get easier after the Biden inauguration, but maybe people are, like, too far gone at this point. And it would be hard to ask people who've been, like, so passionate and so consumed with politics over the last four years, like, they're just supposed to pull back now? Have they gotten so used to it that it's just, like, part of their identity now? Well, there's pride and there's
1: ego. It's embarrassing to admit that you've been wrong. And by being wrong, I don't even mean, like, oh, I was wrong about this fact or this story. Even just admitting, "Hey, I was wrong by being so hateful mm-hmm. all these years. I was wrong in saying these things that were so mean and that were so stereotyping of certain groups." A lot of most people have w- way too big of of too pr- too much pride mm-hmm. to say that, so they would rather just like charge forward on this like death path to nowhere of just right. like being just like seeing things more their way, looking for more information that confirms what they already think because they just they would spin out of control if they started to open their eyes to another way of thinking.
0: I think so too, which is sad because as someone that like tries to work on myself and go to therapy and try to like be introspective and be like I was wrong about this, how did I think about this? Like how can I change this thought process? I just sometimes feel like pretty isolated in that realm of like wanting to know when I was wrong so that I can work on it. And all these people that are so loud about, like, politics specifically, it's like, don't you want to know what you messed up on? Like, don't you want to feel lighter in your day-to-day by not having to, like, just get up with all this anger and spew it out all the time? You would think so, but it's not about finding the truth for
1: them. It's about promoting their version of the truth. It's not – it's never been about finding the truth. But it's funny you say that about, like, doing the personal work because Mm -hmm. a lot of it is, like – they say like global change happens like on an individual level and this is like a whole way of dealing with life and relationships is this thing of being open to the idea that you never know the other story you never the whole story you never completely right. know where another person is coming from when you think that way you're it's not only good for like how you handle political conversations it it starts in your own life your relationships become easier your life becomes more peaceful right like yeah the relatives that you have that you can't stand that you've always bumped heads with when you take an approach of, I don't, I don't know them. And there, and there are things about their childhood and their past that I don't understand that have made them be come this way. And rather than me just constantly picking that same fight over and over again, that rounds up winds up with us screaming, why don't I find a way that we get along when we get together and we have a nice time. And it's like, everything about your life changes when you, you know, it's like, it starts on a small scale and, and it also builds into the way you like handle
0: political conversations. Absolutely. And I like, um, I listen to like a lot of therapy podcasts too. <laughs> <And> <laughs> Love is There's this one um, <laughs> called the adult chair that I'll shout out by Michelle Shellfont, And she had like a couple episodes, um, preemptively to the holidays being like, here's how you handle if you don't want to talk about politics at your holiday events with your family. And I'm like, okay, listening. (laughs) And it's always really, really gentle, but direct as far as setting a boundary. She's always like, you just come in and you go, I'm not interested in talking about politics. That's where I'm drawing the line. Mm -hmm. And if somebody brings it up, go, "Um, I'm sorry, I'm just not interested in talking about politics. And just like simple to the point. You know, get out of it, and and there's a way to get out of it without being mean about it. Mm-hmm.
1: It's you know, like the couple analogy is one thing. Uh, there's the family analogy is also another thing because, yeah. like, um, in terms of like, you don't want to talk to your family about like certain topics so you can get along. Because, like, I know it's like cheesy to say, but also America, like we're a family. Do you know what I mean? Like, we have to continue... We have to continue to show up to whatever the version is of the family reunion every year. It's... We have to continue to walk these streets and travel this country and be amongst each other. And we have got to find a way to, like, get along. Absolutely. (laughs) You know what I mean? You just, like, have to... I mean... And there's always going to be... Ideally, you get to a place where you can talk about certain things, like, peacefully and respectfully. And sometimes there are going to be things that you you don't you can't you can't talk about with some individuals yeah and i think it's okay to
0: set a boundary with those people in like a respectful way for sure yeah yeah yeah
1: i mean you know my dad has like a terrible girlfriend who's like a horrible human being who's like a gold digger and has wished that my sister and i didn't exist and has physically abused him and you know all about this because we're friends yeah um I don't talk to him about her anymore. They've been together for a long time. I have tried for years to convince him mm-hmm. to end it with her. It only ended in him and I arguing, me becoming so angry and crying and not talking to him for weeks. Nothing changed. They're and not breaking up. It doesn't help up. your relationship with him. It doesn't help our relationship. All I was doing was creating distance between me and him. And eventually I just said, I don't want to talk about your relationship anymore. And that was also me creating a boundary the other way yeah. where I said, I don't want to hear about her either. I don't want to hear about the fights and the toxic shit that goes on. And I don't want to talk about it. And then we've had a nice relationship since then. It's just been nice, <laughs>
0: you know what you I just mean? We like, need the boundary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we should start. I want to start setting boundaries for people not to come at me politically.
1: Yeah, that's. I feel like that's. Those are those are some boundaries that
0: they're tougher would, to set because you have to set them like each time with new people. <laughs> <laughs> well, and also,
1: yeah. I mean, it's like. I wish I could set that boundary for like the world and everyone. Not only how they talk to me, but like how they talk to each other and like
0: yeah. the other political party. And- I know it'd be nice to step in and be like, "Hey, you're being inappropriate to these people." I know this has nothing to do with me, but right, stop being mean for no reason. If there it's was
1: not helping anybody, if there was some like process you had to go to through before deciding to post something, like, is this useful? Yeah. Is this constructive? what good does this do
0: <laughs> like so many posts would not go up if they Most truly had to would not go, go through up. that process yeah they really would i had one interesting thing like i'm trying to remember what what major political event had happened oh it was the debates so after the first debate i had matched with some guy on a dating site and he uh he messaged me and he goes so how was that debate and I responded, well, it made my anxiety really crazy. It spiked my anxiety because that was truly how I felt. Like it was, Trump was like talking over Biden the entire time. It was just a complete and total shit show. So I feel like that was an appropriate answer for me to be like, well, it, it made me really anxious. And he responded with, oh, so the last seven months haven't? Like, that's not what, what? you asked. What the hell? What, yeah. What? He goes, so the last seven months have been easy? What? That
1: seems like someone who just like
0: wants to argue,
1: which there's a lot of people like that. (laughs) There's a
0: lot of people like that. But like, dude, why are you messaging me with that on a dating site? Like how could you think that that kind of disagreeable response would make me like intrigued yeah what do you do this is uh this is bumble this isn't um yeah the daily
1: or whatever i don't know I just, this is twitter like I, whatever yeah like, like whatever
0: <laughs> also i was not wrong to say that it made me anxious and that has nothing to like that that wasn't my answer right and your question wasn't how were the last seven months that was you? such a bizarre like
1: just scrutinizing and finding the most like far-fetched way to find something wrong with what
0: you just said yeah
1: which, which is I also figured, like why <laughs> oh, okay. do you want to find something wrong with what
0: yeah did? why are you being disagree like now i can tell that you're disagreeable on a whole yeah disagreeable you responded with that that's like, a personality trait that's a personality trait and at it large was strong <laughs> in this one clearly <laughs> and so i figured like okay i already don't like him for saying that so i have nothing to lose at this point so i'm just going to give him a very honest response to his response so i go Hey, just so you know, you probably shouldn't be opening with politics. It's a really negative thing to, like, take off the top. Yeah. Something along those lines. And he unmatched me, and I was like, (laughs) I don't want to match with you anyway. Like, you're crazy, but you should accept my advice of like don't ask someone something political and then all of a sudden you're like mad at them well that's something where people don't want the mirror turned on them no he didn't. just unmatched you he just unmatched me but i'm glad i said it anyway because i could have just unmatched him after he said oh so the last seven months yeah. have been easy i could have just unmatched there's a whole country
1: full of people unmatching each other all the time exactly. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> unfriend me unmatch me unfollow me if you do Constantly. this if you think that and then and then and, and, and. yeah like, If I could count, like, all the people who were like, if you this or
0: that, you can just go ahead and unfollow me. I'm like, it's the most juvenile thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I love when my favorite is when someone, like, has to tell you that they're unfollowing you without just unfollowing you. Or it's like, okay, good. You won't be missed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: (laughs) I was not going to notice and I'm I'm not going to change my... It's also like, okay, it's like, fine. They're saying to you... I have decided that I do not feel like having a civil conversation with you about the thing yeah. that upset me. So I'm going to write you off for I'm closing good. the door for that. Yeah. It's like, fine, then just close it, bitch. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> just close it. <laughs> just, you don't need to, like, tell... That's a version of, I'm just letting you know that I'm not talking to you.
0: Yeah, it really
1: is. I've come here to talk to you about the fact that I'm not talking to you. <laughs>
0: okay.
1: Which is so
0: <laughs> counterproductive. Yeah. Really. Uh, there's a lot of people like that. Luckily, that's the only real issue I've had with that as far as online dating people aren't like too political right off the bat which I really appreciate I'm like we'll get to that if we end up dating we'll have that conversation but like don't bring that up with me right away no it's crazy
1: I know well and also if they do it kind of like is a indicator that that's like a really big part of their life that they probably want to talk about a lot true
0: which is slightly exhausting it is (laughs) yeah I don't want to talk about it that much
1: even Nick and I, like, we'll talk politics, but we'll also reach a point where we're like, that'll do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, can, we have, a, can we have a have a nice, let's, let's talk about the cute thing the dog just did now. Can we move on with the yeah. day? Like,
0: <laughs> People need some distractions. Well, is there anything else you want to add? No, I think this is great. This was great. It was uh, easy. I, I feel like we were respectful. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we made some good points. And drew some good conclusions. Well, you're already someone who I knew is very reasonable, so I knew that we could have this conversation. <laughs> I know, I knew you were reasonable, and we've talked about how how weird it is being in that realm of being moderate and feeling like ostracized because of it. And uh, I think we're both dreading that this mouse is going to come back. This mouse, <laughs> this mouse is making threats. Let me tell you something. Yeah, it's terrorizing us. <laughs> we got to finish before the sun goes down so that they don't its friends don't come back here with it. <laughs> um so where can people find you
1: um i don't do twitter but i am on instagram at canines and coupons which i think is a cute handle but also has caused a lot of confusion because nobody knows who
0: i am when i comment on things <laughs> but if they search like julia this Austin, is... will they find me yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah <it works. laughs> that's all they need then yeah well thank you so much for doing this thank you for having me all right um this has been podcasting curious with me galena ravina uh, stay curious